Hi, everybody. Welcome to Near-Death Discussions. I'm your host, Travis Shreve. Today, we'll be discussing the uh, recently published experience of Amanda G. Amanda G. is from Australia uh, and has an experience that she shares uh, regarding uh, regarding a some fetal distress and uh, an emergency hospital visit and and some things that go on there. Uh, wanted to share this particular uh, entry because Amanda has an interesting experience. It's not overly interesting. Uh, it's not overly. Um, I shouldn't say it's, it's not overly interesting. It is interesting, but it's very brief, um, and there's not a lot to it. But but I think that. Um, this is an interesting one because of who Amanda was and who Amanda is. Uh, I have listened to, uh, since my own near-death experience, I've listened to hundreds of, of other experiences and caught some on YouTube, caught some through other podcasts. Uh, I, do, um, I do listen to the NDE, official NDE podcast, with Chaz Hathaway. I, I think that he's, he's a guy without an agenda. He just is very interested. Uh, I find him particularly interesting because he doesn't, he has not had an NDE. Um, but I think he's really thoughtful in the way that he, he looks at things. Um, I do like that podcast and I wanted to do this because I just, I kind of exhausted my resources. I, I listened to so much, but I think that there's uh, an opportunity to get a lot more out there, um, and, and really share this. But, but I would say this, I, um, I was watching, uh, a gentleman on YouTube one time and it was, it was more of a religious, um, uh, show and, and they had invited somebody on who had had an NDE, uh, to talk about it. And, Unfortunately, I, I had a hard time believing this particular person's NDE because it started with the, the experience and it evolved into um, them bragging about their own abilities. Uh, I mean, to an, an incredulous level. Uh, eventually, this gentleman was saying how many people he had cured of cancer in, in that particular month. And, and it was just just hard to hard to listen to. It felt more as if this person was was trying to garner attention for themselves and uh, you know promote themselves as as some super being. Um, I love a lot of these experiences because a lot of these experiences, some of the more poignant experiences, come from people who just they're basic people. They're they, they may be farmers, they may be four year old kids or sixteen year old kids. Um, these are not people who, who think of themselves as uh, exceptional, and and yet they have these exceptionally beautiful experiences. Um, but I, I, I liked, I, I wanted to share Amanda's experience here because there's nothing that she seems to be pushing, and there's even some things where I would say, "What are you doing, Amanda? Why?" <laughs> uh, within this experience. And, and because of that, her experience was so briefly lived, but, but there's, there's absolutely no, appears to be no agenda here. She has her own feelings and beliefs, but, but she's very open about what, what she thinks and, and 
things along those lines. Anyway, we'll we'll get into the experience. Um, she says that there was some fetal distress, distress, and um, she felt like she wanted to push, but she was being advised against it because there was insufficient dilation. Um, and she eventually received an epidural. She goes on to say, while my body was racked with pain from contractions, the anesthetist asked me to try and keep still. This was almost impossible, but I did my best. All of a sudden, I could not feel my arms. No matter how hard I tried, I could not lift them. In a quiet voice, I told the medical staff who were present, I was assured by the anesthetist that it was just your imagination and you will feel them in a minute. I thought to myself, would I? Could I? No, this is not my imagination. As it turned out, the anesthetist had punctured the inner casing fluid uh, within the spine and the epidural was now making its way throughout my whole body and was not was not limiting my lower was now limiting my lower half as it should be or not limiting, excuse me. I tried to speak, but I couldn't open my mouth. So I blinked rapidly, trying desperately to communicate my inability to move quickly after that. I could not even blink. That was when they started to react and take things seriously. If we have to make a choice, you know, you save the mother I could hear and was trying so hard to communicate. No, save my baby first, but I couldn't communicate with them. I heard the anesthetist say, this is the first time I've ever done this on a pregnant woman. And I'm never performing one of these again on a pregnant woman. I understand that I had stopped breathing now and they were starting C and they were starting CPR was commenced. My body is flat on the bed. My spirit or soul was relaxed and without distress. I felt a pleasant calming feeling while myself was removed of all connection from my body. The body is simply a vessel for the spirit, nothing more. I raise up and out of my body and I look down at the mayhem below. I saw the medical team administering the CPR and watched their confusion. I looked towards the ceiling in a corner of the room. I saw a white light getting brighter and brighter. The being approaches me and I drift away to it and towards the waiting room. I watch my husband pacing up and down. I know that he needs me so much. And because of that, I can't leave. The being follows me and then proceeds to guide me away from the waiting room. We go back into the room where my body and medical team are all still going frantic about their work. The being guides me towards the light and, and what appears to be a tunnel. As we enter, I stop and look to the being. I say, no, my husband and baby need me. I turn from the being and I look at my body. I move towards my body. My spirit turns and faces the being. I literally lie down and re-enter my body. My understanding is this, that this is the stage at which I am now breathing on my own. I think my medical records say that I stopped breathing for three minutes in total. My nightmare was not over. I was given general anesthetic in preparation of a cesarean, which was on closer inspection, uh, which on closer inspection was not required. 
My daughter was delivered by high forceps. Since they did not know if I would regain full consciousness and use my limbs, I was kept on an operating slab in recovery overnight for monitoring. It wasn't until the next day when a lovely nurse asked me if anyone had brought my baby to me. After that, I saw her for the first time. I was taken to the maternity ward. Every time I sat up, the fluid would drain off my brain and through the hole in my back. They didn't know how to fix this. After a week of this, they brought in the head of neurology and decided to operate again. They put me under another general anesthetic, took blood from my hand and put it into my back. They were hoping that it it would clot and stop the fluid from draining off my brain. Thankfully, that worked. And after that, I soon went home with my firstborn child. Through all this mayhem, pain, fear, and confusion, I still remember the actual NDE part of it as a very pleasant experience. Occasionally, I share this story with my peers, but never to another woman who has yet to have children. People are always amazed and interested. Often, they are surprised that I am not very religious, but I have my own theories on that. (laughs) I love that uh, ending line. Occasionally, I share this experience, but never to another woman who has yet to have children. (laughs) She doesn't want to scare them. Uh, I remember when my wife was having children, you know, coming close to delivering, and people always decided it was time to share their horror stories of uh, an epidural or or whatnot. So I had to kind of laugh at that. This is a this is a really cool experience, and and while she doesn't give much of a glimpse into the other side, uh, she doesn't necessarily go to the other side. She's very confident. She's very confident as she says that our body is just a vessel. And she saw something more and immediately felt the need to come back, lay down and come back to her body. Um, the part that has me shaking and saying, Amanda, no, no, don't, don't do this. Um, the, the part that has me thinking that is that uh, there's so much more to see. There was, there was a lot more for her to see now. Uh, I, I don't, I don't want to tell her she made the wrong decision, uh, only to say that we see so many experiences where, where that's just the start of it. They're, they're able to see such beautiful things. And she felt a real need to come back for her husband and for her child. Unfortunately, sometimes as, as they, uh, approach a deeper part of this experience, that desire to come back kind of leaves them. Um, but here she was, she, she saw, uh, essentially a portal. She saw a tunnel open up. She saw a being, um, and, and she says later that, that they kind of spoke, but it was more telepathy that they spoke and she saw this tunnel and decided she was not going there. She was going to, she was going to come back into her body. But, but the thing that I think is interesting about this is, is that she was an atheist um, and she talks about how her beliefs have changed. She doesn't give real specifics. She says she's inclined to believe in Chinese astrology and inclined to believe in reincarnation. She does say that she's a lot more spiritual now, but I don't think she's real specific in what she believes. I don't think she's real. She's not necessarily pushing anything. 
but she does share uh, that despite her earlier beliefs of nothing, that she now believes that our body is simply a vessel and that more death is not, um, uh, she says that there, she had an understanding and, and this is, this is in the notes that she says this, but that, that this was not a closed door. Death was not the end. It was a, a new, new approach, basically, uh, a new phase. Um, but, uh, she she also goes through she she talks about this um this person um this this being she gives a little bit more information about this being in the notes um but another another thing that i find interesting is she she seems to point out in the notes that her spirit was purposeful uh her spirit knew what it was doing it it understood what the light meant it understood that she could approach the light, but it may diminish her opportunity to come back and and take care of this child and and take care of her husband, who who seems to need her so much, um, according to her words. Um, that happens a lot in these experiences. People seem to understand whether they say, "I I understood I could fly. I understood I could travel this way." I understood I could not approach this barrier or I would never be able to come back. There's, there's so much understanding. It's almost like there's this memory or a remembrance that, that people encounter in these experiences. And, um, they, they just seem to do things purposefully. They, they understand a set of rules and they understand that there's also some rules and laws here on earth that, that don't apply. There's whether it's physics or the way that our minds work, uh, way that communications work, some, some things just don't apply and, and they seem to understand that. Um, but, but just, you know, in the same vein that I have seen individuals who, who seem to really have something to push. Uh, and I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to bag on a person who want, wants to sell a book. Uh, I, I think that people have these beautiful experiences and they want to share them. Uh, and I, I truly understand that. I, I really do. Um, sometimes when somebody comes back with a message for everybody, I, I ha- I'm a little doubtful for that. I think sometimes people set themselves up to be uh, these these great carriers, you know, they have a message and the message was only given to them. Uh, due to the number of, of NDEs that I've, I've read about, I, I just, I sometimes doubt those. I, I doubt that people come back with a very specific message. And, and part of the reason for that is there are people who um, will tell of great libraries and great learning and their ability to learn so rapidly. And then you say, well, well, what did you learn? And they say, I don't know. It was, it was taken from me. So, so often information is taken from them. Um, I, I do think that people may come back with a, a message for their family. Uh, undoubtedly people come back with a message for themselves. And, and I think there's a, 
a widespread message of this this life isn't the end i think that 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 message is is beautiful beautiful enough that that's the intention of my my podcast here but but when somebody comes back to tell and and decides oh you know i'm going to use this as an opportunity to tell jonathan here that he needs to do this and he needs to do that i i'm a little hesitant of that and when somebody comes back from an experience like this and they decide to tell you that they can turn on lights and turn off lights with just their mind i'm a little hesitant to to accept that so easily as well um but i i do uh, i love this experience from amanda um she she seems very assertive in her decision to to come back she makes that decision to come back and while it has me thinking amanda no you know go a little further Uh, tell us a little more go go see a little bit more um that experience was enough that she could feel she could feel that death is death is simply a door uh and and she she definitely has the experience of seeing others while while they um thought that she was she was gone she was she was still there she was still viewing them able to view her husband able to view the the medical team and and had this special experience of of having uh this spiritual escort i would say this um this this other being communicating with her uh so even though she may not have seen the other side i i think that this is a special experience particularly to somebody who who really didn't have beliefs uh she she describes herself as as an atheist before this uh very unaffiliated and and i think she's still unaffiliated i would say except that she's very much more open to the idea that something exists beyond this world and there's a reason for that uh there's a spiritual reason for that even if she doesn't have a a religious answer for that well i'd like to close here and i just thank you for sticking around thank you for being part of this Uh, as always feel free to reach out feel free to uh, share with us your own experiences i'd love to have some close to home experiences um, of of yours that we can share and as is my uh, experience here we see so much published we see so much out there and and yet uh, i myself have talked to a dozen or so people who who would never publish their experience but have have uh, felt it appropriate at times during the last year or so subsequent to my experience to to tell their experiences and so i think that's a, a special way of of finding these experiences not just the same ones that were on oprah in the 80s and 90s but but some of some new experiences that give new insight and but also establish some some of the other uh things that people have experienced over time uh anyway hope to hope to one day be able to share some of your your beautiful experiences and experiences of those that you know and thanks for sticking around with us